All right. How's everyone doing this morning? Jack, uh, if you could c- come on up. Guys, we're going to we're going to open up uh, this morning. I, I wanted to I, I just felt this. Jack is going to be introducing to us this morning's teaching fellow and if you could Jack, I also would love to just open up in prayer just for everything going on in the world right now. So if you could kind of add that in as you introduce us to this morning's teaching fellow, pray over him, and then if we could just have a moment where we just lift up just everything going on in the world right now. That would be awesome. All right, guys, let's pray this morning, and then we will bring Keith up. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Father, we love you so much. Thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, we know that nothing surprises you. There are no surprises for you. You are in control. You are on the throne. World in chaos, world in terror, world run by Satan. Not a surprise to you, but you've called us, Lord. Each and every man in this room and each and every believer, male and female, you have called us, Lord, to be faithful to you. You have said, don't be surprised at what's happening. No one knows the hour of the day. We don't know if it's today or 10,000 years. But you've asked every believer to just be faithful, to continue to shine his lights in this world of darkness. So, Father, I pray this morning for Keith as he speaks and brings a message from his, his heart to each and every believer, the Holy Spirit, that you would open up our hearts to hear the word that you have in store for us today. I pray for all those who are persecuted and suffering, all those in your name all over the world, Lord, who are being just shut down, who are being killed, who are being martyred for your name. I pray, Lord, that their place in heaven would be secure, that they would know you. I pray for those who are fighting, Lord. We pray for Israel. We pray for all others who are fighting. Father, for freedom for you. Lord, that each of us here would have a fight too here in America. It wouldn't be with guns and and, and ammo, but it would be with our hearts for souls, Lord, that we would be fighting to bring souls out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So, Lord, protect those who love you. We know that each and every person is cherished by you, is loved by you, and you have a plan for all lives, Lord. Use us as you see fit. Protect our country, Lord. Please bring our country to its knees where all of us are on our knees surrendering to you, Lord, praying to you and living for you as you intended. And for this world, Lord, we love you and praise you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, a pleasure to be here today. It's my pleasure to get a turn to introduce Keith. He introduced me last week, so I'm just going to tell you 30 seconds about what I know about this guy. He is the kindest, most energetic, most amazing, wonderful man I know. He is just an awesome man of God and an awesome person and friend, and if you don't know him, you're missing out. You need to get to know him. Keith does the Win It Minute videos he's done for six years. His purpose is to inspire men and motivate them and, and people and business people and people just to get closer to God, amazingly motivational videos. What a lot of people don't know is he's also an author. He wrote a great book called Beyond the Slogan, which talks about how to get beyond the slogan, get ahead in life and be motivated and succeed. He's also a corporate speaker. He speaks at corporate events all over the country, so you're going to be blessed to hear him today. It's not a surprise if you know his parents, Dick and Phyllis, why he is such a wonderful guy. So, man, I hope that's an inspiration to all of us to make sure that we are those leaders in our home. We are those wonderful people in our home. He is the force behind the Iron Man picnic and the face as well. He's the guy doing all the heavy lifting and the work. And what I love most about Keith, it's the truth. Yeah, applaud that. 
I get to give the old, ah, I think I got a hernia excuse, and he's out there lifting all the stuff. It's just amazing. He's just a great guy. He's always happy, and he's gone through some suffering in his own life, and, and God has used that to bring him closer to you. You're going to hear that today. But he is just an amazing, wonderful man of God. He's married. He has three kids, three boys that, that are growing up, and uh, you're going to be blessed by him today, but I just want you to know the character of this man that's speaking to you today. This is a wonderful, sweet, kind man God is using to inspire and motivate all of us. So, Keith, welcome, and do that again for us today. Well, thank you, Jack. And uh, I just want to first thank everybody that uh, was able to make it out to the picnic last week. That was such a blast. That, that was so fun to see everybody at the picnic and their families and just kind of get to meet and get to know everyone better. And also to meet another uh, couple of men's groups that are doing phenomenal things in the community and Sons of Thunder and Linkmen and be able to partner and learn a little bit more about them and their families. And uh, I think before we kick it off, uh, the whole passage that... Dr. Cooper started and Jack and we're talking about from Man in the Mirror and suffering. We really put the suffer into Sons of Thunder and Linkman at the picnic in all the contests. I see uh, Larry over here. You should have seen Larry going through that suffering in the donut eating contest. He was a man on a mission for God and glory for Ironmen. What you, you, can't, you can't achieve something great without sacrificing, right? Larry was smashing the donut, putting, shoving it in his mouth. It was all fun and games until we got into the contest. And uh, our own Kenny Ortiz ended up winning the donut eating contest. And, and then even the, uh, the tug of war. We came through with the victory. I mean, Sons of Thunder, we thought they had some big guys. We put them through a little suffering there. But, you know, with the theme, you can't achieve anything great without a little suffering. So uh, so that, that was fantastic. So I just want to thank everyone that made it out, and uh, that, that was great. So, But thank you, guys. What an honor uh, it is to be uh, up here sharing my story and, you know, that was started it, with Man in the Mirror in the book and suffering that Dr. Cooper kicked off. I mean, that, that was amazing. And then to follow Jack last week as well. I uh, hope that I can at least part a little bit of uh, wisdom and inspiration to you, my journey. As we know, iron sharpens iron. And as iron men, we try to help each other, but we also try to be examples to others in our community. And as Jack and Dr. Cooper introduced that idea of suffering, why this is part of God's will as God prepares great men with great tasks by great trials. Often we don't look at suffering or challenges or trials as preparing us to do something great. It's natural to be like, why me? This isn't fair. I want to start with a scripture verse to put this all in perspective. Pretty much my favorite scripture verse from the book of James, when he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything, and perseverance creates strength. You know, I think today we tend to view trials and suffering as a negative, something to be avoided at all costs. But there's actually a benefit to going through difficulties. And James really hits, you know, outlines this when he says we, we should consider it all pure joy when we go through trials. I mean, we follow a God who did not spare himself of these trials or hardships. Jesus himself was ridiculed. He was beaten. He was chased out of town, hung on a cross. And he promised that we would go through the same. But can you imagine when Jesus was hung from the cross and died? And that day, if the apostles were running around celebrating and, and, and were happy, 
and we're talking to Mary like, this is awesome. Did, did you see what happened? This is so great. No, when that happened, they were going through about as much suffering as, as any humans could go through. They were all in pain and misery and depressed and scared. But however, through that suffering, something amazing happened. At their lowest of all lows, the most amazing thing that ever happened to mankind had happened. If it was not for the suffering in that day, we wouldn't have what we have today. Now, on that day, when we look back, what do we call it? We call it Good Friday. I mean, can you imagine if the apostles tried to convince Mary that it's a good day? This is Good Friday. This is awesome. This is awesome what happened. No, in the midst of all that suffering, they were just as scared. They were just as depressed. They didn't know what to do. From that suffering came the most amazing thing. And then we celebrate Easter and, and Jesus rising from the dead for us. We had to go through a suffering period to make that the most amazing gift. When we compare how we suffer in modern times, it's a little bit different. I don't know about you, but I just feel like this immense pressure every single day. In today's world, we feel like we're suffering. We're missing out on so much. We're in such a rush. We're always in a race to go somewhere. And that's my life. I, I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish every day, but I feel like I have to do so much. And I feel like I'm missing out. I'm suffering. I, I'm doing something wrong. I never feel like it was a complete day. I always feel like I'm missing something. At some point, you got to realize that's the enemy talking to us when he's saying, you're going to miss out. You're missing this. And if you ever feel like you're missing out on something or late to your calling in life because you've faced so many setbacks and challenges, I have good news because God never says you're late. And if you feel that you're late to accomplishing what you want to do or being the person that you want to be, if you feel like you're late and you've missed it, that's the voice of the enemy telling you that. That's not God's voice. I often say to myself, like, oh my God, my kids are growing up so fast. I'm failing them. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm behind financially where I want to be in life. You know, I'm ruining my relationships. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm not making the right decisions. I don't know what, what is right, what's wrong sometimes. I feel like I'm losing my race. That's the enemy. And I have to remind myself that God says to me, everyone that you're racing against, they're not running in the same race as you. You're in a different race than them. They're not beating you. You are in your own race. I want to read one more uh, verse from Corinthians when he says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets a prize? We often think of that prize as you got to race to beat somebody to get that prize. But what it says is they do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. We're in a race, but we're in a race to get a crown that we walk with God and that we're examples and leaders for others in the community. We're not in a race against other people. We're working together. They're all in different races. I mean, if I was comparing myself and what I do on a normal basis to most of these men in this room, I would feel I was falling behind in that race. I mean, there's gentlemen over here that risk their lives every day. They're in a different race than me. You know, what I do on a daily basis doesn't compare to many of these men over here. They're running in a different race than me and I can't compare myself. And I think we do that so often that we compare ourselves to others and that's where we feel that pain and suffering. We don't know why we're suffering. We just feel like we're missing out on something. But as long as you walk with God, you are winning your race, the race that he needs you to be in. And when you walk with God in his time, you'll never be late. You're never in a rush. And this is why it, when we talk about the man in the mirror and the, the, the chapter on suffering and talk about Job, you know, this is why Job was able to maintain his faith and integrity through his trials because he was a different race than everyone else. 
And he knew this. I think as wise men know that we need to become wise in the ways of God, not our earthly desires. And sometimes our earthly desires take over for us in that race. With that, you know, we all face obstacles every single day. But if we face those obstacles as opportunities to show God our faith, to show others our faith, and to show others that what we stand for is something bigger than what the world thinks we should all stand for, how different could our lives be if we knew that we were walking with God in our race and not racing against other people? Being a parent or a husband, it's not all pure joy. It is an ongoing act of sacrifice. And I'll say it, a little bit of suffering, but sacrifice is not a bad thing. Most days, my greatest sources of joy are also my greatest sources of pain and suffering. My kids, you know, I love watching my kids grow and being a part of their lives, but they're the, probably the source of my suffering the most on any given day. To have a successful marriage, you have to have sacrifice in there. It's not all doing what you wanna do. You have to sacrifice parts of yourself for, for the happiness of others. Last week, Jack taught us the best course of action is, you know, in raising kids is to break their legs and put them over your neck so you can teach them. I mean, that, that was the lamb, I'm sorry, the, the wayward lamb. But it was a great piece of advice. I thought, wow, that would help a lot. I encountered an obstacle uh, when my first son was born, Adrian. You know, this one obstacle changed my entire life and I couldn't, but I couldn't be more grateful for it because if it wasn't for this obstacle or trial of faith or, or suffering, that I would not be who I am today. And it, it's the greatest gift that I ever received because uh, I want to ask you guys a question here. Have you ever gotten so angry reading the word of God or just something about faith that you took a, the book you were reading, ripped out the pages, spit in it and threw it in the garbage? I did that one time. And, and, and don't tell David, but it was one of his favorite authors and his favorite people, this Nick Vujicic right here. Jack uh, pronounced it a little bit differently last week, but I, I, I'm going to go with Nick Vujicic. When my first son was born, we learned shortly after, but he was about eight months old, that he had to have open heart surgery. And when I received the phone call from the doctors, you know, they're explaining, I, I was on a business trip and I was reading this book. I was at my hotel room. I'll never forget. I was reading this book and the doctor's like, yeah, he has a hole in his heart. We're going to have to have open heart surgery. Yeah, no big deal. They just, you know, they, if you know, if you've ever experienced or know of open heart surgery, you know, they basically, they saw open your chest, crack open the breastbone, go in, operate on the heart and then stitch it all up with like metal wire. As the doctors are telling me, I'm like, what? This is insane. He's gonna oh, just have a giant scar. He may have a normal life. We don't know. Time will tell. And you're thinking to yourself, what? This is crazy. After I hung up, I was, I was so mad at Nick Vujicic that I threw his book in the garbage, spit in it, ripped the pages out, and I'm wallowing in my misery, in my suffering, and thinking, God, this is not fair. Like, why, why would you give me this gift of being a father? I'm all excited. And then, and then you rip it out and add this, extra layer of suffering. This isn't fair. And I was mad at God. I admit it. I was frustrated. I was angry. But as fate would have it, when I threw the book in the garbage, it was staring back at me like this right here. And I'm like, I'm looking at the book and I see Nick talking about running God's race and living a life of faith. And I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I to wallow in my misery and suffering over something so small when he goes through life preaching about faith and believing in God's will, and he has no arms and no legs. 
so it, it was it was my moment of reckoning and I had to to dial it back and I had to bring it back and then I realized that I had to be the the man of faith to get my wife through this to get my family through this because they were all frustrated and angry too everyone was and they were like oh, you know God this is God's fault and, and in those moments you you want to blame someone you don't know who to blame but when it's health related the first reaction sometimes is to blame God to get frustrated with them when I step back and look at it now it was the greatest gift I ever received from God because it completely shifted my perspective. It shifted my life goals. It shifted my race. It put me into a different race in my walk with God. At that time, I remember many of my other friends had kids at the same time and they'd be like, oh, this is so tiring. I can't watch football at night. Uh, you know, I can't go and play softball. I can't do this. It's changed my life having these kids. It's an inconvenience. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys, you have no idea what an amazing gift this is. We just have a child that you, that you get to raise them. And so that shifted my perspective to, from looking at all the pain and suffering that you go through just as a parent and the sacrifice that you have to give up. And it, and it changed my perspective to one of just gratitude to just have that opportunity. You know, I think one of the most important takeaways is, is again, in God's time, you're not in a race with other people. You're not, you're in your own race. God has put you in your own race and you have to remember that. When you do face trials and challenges, obstacles, or suffering that is preparing you for something greater and a greater opportunity ahead if you forge on with faith. But more importantly, just remember, you're never too late to be the person that God wants you to be. You're never too late in God's eyes. If you're walking with him and doing it for him, it changes everything. You're not in a race against all these other people in the room or out in the real world when you walk with him. And you're never too late for that. That's, that's just my story right there. Again, you know, consider it pure joy when you face those trials and tribulations. And I think it helps change everything in our perspective and our walk with God. Keith, thank you so much, man. You're, uh, you're just such a, a beacon of light and encouragement uh, every time I get to hear your voice. Uh, and then would you guys join me in just thanking Keith and Jack again for the picnic last weekend? It was awesome. Appreciate you guys just donating so much of your time and just passion over the, this community. And it was, it was such a blessing. Every year it just gets better and better and better and better. I'm not sure what next year is going to be like, but guys, we're going to spend the, uh, gosh, there's a lot of guys standing back there. This is awesome. Uh, we're going to spend the rest of the time at our tables. If it's your first time uh, and you happen to come in a little bit late while we're already going, that's the first timers table right there. David Hill is uh, waving the flag over there. We encourage you go hang out at the first timers table this morning with David. Other than that, table captains, I'm going to hand the floor over to you guys.